I am your host, Canary T. Robot, and uh, we are now in another section of uh, our up-and-comers. Today we have a wonderful writer and a good friend of mine, Alan Cheney. Alan. Hello, everybody. So, and, so. and and uh, <laughs> Canary, hi. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Alan, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, I am I'm a writer. Um, currently residing in Overland Park, Kansas, uh, which has been consistently ranked as being number one in all of Overland Park, Kansas's. Um, <laughs> it's in Overland, Kansas, out of Overland, Kansas. Yes, we we are we are still by far the number one Overland Park, Kansas. In Overland Park, Kansas. Yes. Uh, uh, what uh, now? What do you write, or what do you? Do, what sort of uh, writing activities do you take part in? I write uh, short horror fiction. I write stand-up and sketch comedy. Um, and I've been tinkering on a book for the past year. Oh, what's your book about? Um. It's a collection of essays that I've kind of put a through narrative to. Uh, the test title so far has been Appetite for Distraction. And uh, it's just about like living a life, uh, learning to live your life as a life and not through the means of all the distractions you make for yourself. Now, how did you get your start in writing? Like... Um... Uh, what got you to love writing? Uh, comic books. Uh, really? Yes. Um, I started on comics from a very early age, and, uh, ever since, I'm gonna say the third grade, I would create my own comic book universe. Um, I had all these characters and stuff like that, and I would, uh, I, uh, I was born with, uh, God, I can't even remember what it's called now. Something bad. I was born with something bad and it went into remission, but it left my nervous system shot. So I have these tremors. So my handwriting is really hard to read. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the school supplied me that with this thing that's called an alpha smart, which is like a little, uh, keypad keyboard that has a tiny little LCD screen. So I could do all my schoolwork on that. And uh, I filled up, like, every file on those things just with, like, superheroes I created and storyline ideas I had. And that's that's kind of where writing bit me. Now, did you ever go to school for writing or take classes on um, I took a few junior college writing classes, um, but 
I was in like gifted English throughout most of uh, high school. So yeah, it was the same way too, actually. Uh, <laughs> I was in I was in uh, honors English through high school and all of like the bare minimum to pass high school math classes. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that was that. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. Actually, uh, the only time I wasn't in honors English was because um, uh, that when I was a, a senior, they had a um, they ha- had uh, this type of honors English class, but they really pushed the whole um, your your goal is to pass this test. The only reason where you're taking this is to pass this certain test so you could get uh, the equivalent of a college. GPA, and then at that time, I was already taking um, English courses in community college, and I was just like, well, fuck this noise, why do I have to, why is my whole English supposed to be prepared to a test? I'm a senior. (laughs) No, so there is no, I just went down to regular, and I was like, eh, makes my life easier. (laughs) So, um, but, did you, and, uh, now, what is it? What sort of things, uh, horror stories, do you write, or rather, how do you write them? Is it um, uh, in what type of medium or format? Um, well, most of the horror I've been writing has been specifically for my YouTube channel. Um, so I write specifically to to cater to narration. Um. I've obviously been inspired a lot by Dead Palette. Um, people people have seen that influence there, and yeah, it's there. It's definitely there. <laughs> um, but that that's the kind. And my horror tends to focus a lot on on misery. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the the common joke I've been finding, and it's not a joke, it keeps actually happening, is, like, my friends and my family will find my horror YouTube channel and then just contact me, like, hey, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, everything's fine. Um, uh, misery just fascinates me. Now, um, were you always a fan of horror, or um, did this start up just recently, or...? I, I've been a long-time fan of horror. Um, I, uh... Because of who my family is, uh, I'm related to Lon Chaney. My dad kind of raised me on a steady stream of Universal monster movies. Um, <clears throat> from there, um, like I, I always, the, the memory I always come back to is going to the library and getting out those uh, books that had the uh, scary stories in them. Mm-hmm. That, that had like the uh, the super terrifying artwork. Yes. Um, scary scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I would always like read those to people to like my friends and. Um, then when I was about thirteen, I played the first Silent Hill game, and that kind of put me on this huge spiral. That like I went looking for like. Uh, like things that they referenced in Silent Hill, like that's why I sought out David Lynch. That's how I ended up seeking out like the works of Stephen King. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of 
Silent Hill was a huge jumping off point for me. <laughs> and I find it interesting that you also write on the opposite spectrum, which is comedy. Um, how long have you been a comedian for? Uh, I've, um, my first professional sketch comedy show I did at a Fringe Festival in Kansas in, I want to say, 2009. Uh, and that was a sketch comedy show uh, that was written entirely entirely by me and uh, my writing partner, uh, Brad Torres. And um, I actually got into sketch comedy first um, and didn't start doing stand-up till I'd say, about three years ago. Oh, wow. Um, did you write your sketches, or were they more improvisation, or...? Um, I am garbage at improv. <laughs> um, I, uh, even to this day when I do stand up, I need to have a piece of paper in front of me, uh, on my stool. That's, it's not even, it's just like the names of my jokes in order. Cause if, if, if it's not there, I freeze up and I panic. Um, You'd be surprised how many comedians do that. I, I, I've been to a number of comedy shows, and they all have, like, papers, or they'll have their phones up, and they're, like, scrolling through, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the next joke. It's, but it, it's it's to the extent, like, if I don't have that list, like, if I don't look down and see the words, oh, shower story, um, I have, I have, I'm lost and can't think of a single thing, I've, a joke I've ever written. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, well, I guess it was, um, uh, with your sketches, do you write them or do you do improvisation? And you basically answered yeah. it. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, uh, I've done improv shows cause they needed other people, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I don't, I'm, mm, I, I, I write sketch comedy and that's kind of like a, People noticed I had the knack for it in uh, high school theater classes and stuff like that. Now, similar to horror, uh, did was a uh, comedy a big part of your life as well? Uh, yes. Um, and th- this is a weird influence to list, but uh, <laughs> from from a very early age, uh, I had the VHS uh, tape of Bill Cosby himself. And, uh, <laughs> that's not, that's not as, that's not as cool an influence to list now, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I can understand though at the time because he, he, I mean, he was still a comedian and, and but yeah, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but, uh, my influences, uh, yeah, it started out with innocent stuff like that, like Bill Cosby's stand-up was super clean. And uh, then, I think by the age of 12, um, I was like watching Comedy Central regularly, watching like Comedy Central Presents. And uh, from there, my dad was fin- finally like sat me down and showed me George Carlin. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was uh, amazed just that how how sharp his mind was and that guy is a poet he uh the way he uses language 
<clears throat> I completely agree with that. And uh, then in high school, I started getting into the the big ones for me were Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. uh, um, Louis C.K., and I got into Bill Hicks. Nice. And yeah. Good, definitely good influences. A lot of good comedians there. Oh, for sure. Uh, crazy, crazy talented people. Now, uh, what type of comedian would you say you are? Like, um, or what's your style of comedy? Um, my style of comedy uh, is um, bringing out the absurdity and realism. <laughs> um, like, people ask me like what my favorite joke I've ever written was. Uh, it's me telling a very true story and ending it the most absurd way I could think of. <clears throat> it's a story of uh, uh, the time I was sick and went home and uh, took a shower and was like, ah, I'm not sick. I instantly feel better. And then I sneezed and shit in the shower. Um, <laughs> and that part of the story is true, but the end of it was uh, like uh, that uh, I came out of the shower and my girlfriend asked me what was wrong. And the joke is, so I mentally weighed uh, all the things I could tell her, and uh, I I knew that any excuse I could give her would be a lie, so uh, I killed her. (coughs) Killed her. I have a friend who kind of does a similar comedy. Um where uh where he heals name where but like the situations are a lot more normal um and then he turns it to something completely absurd yeah like it's just like oh, like his mom telling him to stop smoking he's like i'm not smoking i'm just doing cocaine <laughs> like something similar something that's similar like that um I, I, it's surprisingly, you know, um, like like any joke you think that wouldn't be as funny, but uh, when delivered well, it can be really funny. Oh, absolutely! Uh, delivery is a uh, delivery is big, and I, I've kind, I kind of have an onstage persona. Like people like see me do stand up, and they're like, "You should be like less awkward," and. People don't get that a lot of my jokes delivered straight and not awkward like that are not as funny. Mm-hmm. So I have this character who's kind of always just kind of looking down and like pl- nervously playing with his hair. And uh, that's kind of who I am on stage. <laughs> uh, I have um, no, I have a, another uh, question. With uh, in terms of um, how you present comedy ver- or how you write comedy versus how you present horror, what would you say the difference is? <clears throat> well, the similarity is kind of the similarity with, between the two is they're both very much, and this is a line I use about stand up. Uh, I, I I started doing stand up because open mics cost less than therapy. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's nice to be able to get on a stage and tell everyone how shitty your day was and have them laugh at it 
because it 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 kind of makes you like go, oh yeah, maybe it wasn't as bad as I'm thinking it was, or oh yeah, these people can identify with I'm not alone in thinking this. But as opposed to horror, that's also kind of therapy, but it's also almost like I'm divulging different parts of myself in either of them. Um, because in my horror, I am a guy who, uh, used to have a lot of very dark thoughts and very lonely thoughts. And that person, hmm, that person's still there and he's not there anymore in a way. Like he's there in the sense that I can acknowledge he's trying to figure out how to word this. Like you, like it's still deep inside you, but you know how to yeah. manage them. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a good way to put it. Because um, I'm not just trying to deflect when people ask, like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm fine," because I am fine. But no, and I get that. I really, I yeah. genuinely get that. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's it's almost me like I'm unburdening different parts of myself in either stand up or horror. And that's a good similarity. Uh is there uh different ways that you prep yourself for each one? Uh yeah, for stand up, uh I smoke two cigarettes and um uh get two drinks in me. I can't perform I can't do stand up drunk. Um um, <laughs> uh, I, I did stand up high once and that did not go well at all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Horror, the horror comes to me when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of my approach to that is be alone. Um, and I use a lot of, uh, The, obviously, everyone knows uh, who's listening to my horror. I'm on the I'm on the Revolver series right now, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I use a lot of like real life influence. Uh, like I take I, personal stories for me, uh, especially one of the stories coming up. Uh, uh, pull from real life. That's a that's a huge part of it. Interesting. Um, what sort of um, write? What would you like to do for your writing in the future, or how would you um, like to see your writing progress in the future? Uh, I've I've taken a break from stand up for a little bit, and I'm trying to work um, much more new material and. Um, and kind of mature as uh, a comedian, uh, I uh, I used a lot of shock, um, and uh, a lot of the jokes became that I was uh, I was the dorky guy who said things dorky guys aren't supposed to say, and I'd kind of like to progress beyond that and. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of respect for George Carlin, who is a poet, and I think I could work some similar finesse into my stand-up. 
But uh, as far as horror goes, uh, that's kind of a very, very fledgling project for me right now. And I, there is a lot of progress to be made. Um, and uh, I guess I'm just trying to find a voice in horror that others can identify with. And that's, that's kind of my goal for that. Can you tell us about um, your Revolver series that you just started up? Yeah, the Revolver series uh, is based on my fascination with <laughs> the mental state a person has to be on to take their own life. Because um, uh, I've, I've never been there. I've been close to being there, but... Um, Yeah, that's that's really it's one gunshot is such a final thing, and uh, so I had the original idea if if I could write different stories that ended the same way, that had the same most final of endings, um, and that's and that's the and. Then I had more than three ideas because it was initially the Revolver trilogy, and I went to Dead Palette because I had the fourth idea, and I was like, "Should I do this idea or this idea?" And he was like, "You should do six because it's a revolver." <laughs> <laughs> Clever. And I was like, "I was like, damn it, you're right." <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the Revolver series, and. I'm re I'm really enjoying doing that, but I also can't wait for it to be over so I can show like what kind of other stuff I can do. Is there any? Can you reveal any other stuff that you would like to do? <sighs> um. Well, without um, this is in the very very early stages. Um, it's just an idea right now, but um, and if it ever. I'll, I'll, I'll say the Nick Nocturne thing. It's something that if it, if you ever find it, you'll not know it was from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have an idea for an ARG uh, horror YouTube series that I'm I'm kind of in the tentative stages of working on. I've talked to a friend of mine who's an actor about being in it, and he seems interested. But yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I guess this would be a good time to close up. Do you have any last-minute advice for our listeners? Um, be aware of your limitations and then ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at the Ignis Pergamentum uh, YouTube channel. Uh, can you spell that? I-G-N-I-S space p-u-r-g-a-m-e-n-t-u-m -E I didn't get a ding so I assume I uh, did that right <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on twitter at beast bannon um, and that's pretty much it uh, you can also find me uh, regularly on the Undercooked Analysis Podcast. That's part of Midnight Marinara. So we can find you a lot of places. And yeah. <laughs>
You can find me. You can. I'm everywhere these days. Everywhere and anywhere. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.